Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode, another segment of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, uh, here on Saturday morning, November the 14th, 2020. Um, we are really thankful that you've tuned in to listen today. Um, we have uh, some very vital information on something that uh, most of us humans take for granted every day, uh, and that is uh, how we walk. Um, it reminds me, Pastor, uh, good morning, by the way, I'm glad you could be good here morning. with us today, and uh, th this subject, I was, I was reading your booklet, uh, So Walk, last night, uh, getting prepared for this, and uh, it, it reminded me of some things um, spiritually, of course, but it also made me think back to kind of a, a crazy little illustration that I'd like to share uh, bef before you begin. Uh, you know, when you were there for my very first steps as a, as a human being, weren't you? I, w I was, and I was so tickled to see you walk. I, I ran out of the front door and told your mother and our neighbors, Curtis is walking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I remember it. You know, yes, yeah, and and it, I mean that's exciting stuff. Um, uh, taking first steps, whether it's as a as a as a human infant or uh, as an as a as a baby Christian, um, the walk is important. It's 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 our beginnings of freedom and uh, independence, and um, uh, it, it it in it. It is held all of our potential, basically. Yeah. And uh, so it's an important thing, and we most of us walk around and, and take it for granted every day that, that we're able to do it, uh, number one, physically, that we're able to do it. And uh, we, we hardly ever think about it, and it made me think back to uh, the day I shipped off to the Air Force to go to basic training. Do you remember that? I do, and I, <laughs> it was it was kind of a sad day in a way, but uh, uh, also a, a proud day. Right. Well, I, I appreciate that, and and it was for me too. Um, and uh, we we shook hands and walked away, and and uh, you went back home. I went to San Antonio, Texas, and uh, and <laughs> got off a bus at three in the morning. Uh, at Lackland Air Force Base, and you know, I, I kind of knew what to expect. I wasn't, I wasn't exactly sure of how it was going to go, but uh, needless to say, uh, right away I was being taught a different way to walk. And uh, as a unit, as a, as a flight or a platoon in the Army, uh, when you walk together, they teach you not how to walk individually, but they teach you how to walk the same. Everybody has to do it. It's called drill and ceremony, and they beat it into your head, basically, <laughs> on a daily basis, and they teach you how to, to walk. Uh, and the reason they do that is they, they want you to, to understand that what you do uh, directly affects uh, what everybody else around you is doing. And uh, so uh, 
the walk is important. Uh, when I graduated basic training, uh, during my 12 weeks there, I had met several, uh, several airmen that I struck up friendships with, and we got to know each other on, on you know, uh, a semi-informal basis. And uh, at graduation day, we all had to line up and get in formation and walk the same way around a parade ground. And, and there, were, there were half of us on one side of the parade ground, half of us on the other side. And it, I'd say it was about you know, probably a good 50 yards away. Uh, you could make out individuals, but you couldn't recognize facially, couldn't recognize individuals at that distance. Uh, so at the end of the ceremony, uh, when we were all able to walk around as we normally would, I had several airmen from the other side of the field come over and jump on my back and congratulate me, and I congratulated them, and I said, how did you know it was me? And they said, we could tell by the way you walk. <laughs> we recognized you by your walk. What a great illustration. <laughs> okay, so the way we walk is not something we should take for granted. It's something that we should pay close attention to. Um, nobody wants to walk into a trap or nobody wants to walk into a tree. N you know, nobody wants to walk into a, into a building, which I've done before, by the way, at, at a Hardy's restaurant years ago in, in Creve Coeur, Illinois. Uh, very embarrassing. But, uh, yeah, I did that. Yeah, they, they got done washing the windows and I walked right into it. But, but, uh, but as Christians, the point here is, is that as Christians, there's a certain way we should be walking, isn't there, Pastor? If you don't mind telling us a little bit more about that, I'm, I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated. Okay. Um, <laughs> I loved your illustration. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for that. You bet. In fact, in fact, I almost gave an invitation and closed it for <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Good stuff, Curtis, and, and a good illustration. Um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open... Uh, with a verse of scripture, as I should. And uh, in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, here's what we read. It says this, and it's addressed to believers. And Paul says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So yeah. walk ye in him. Wow. Now, I've got a seven-point uh, message. I, I call it a walk through Ephesians. And so uh, if you have your Bibles, people, uh, we'll be in the book of Ephesians for most of the time. Uh, that's a seven-point message. But before I get into it, uh, I've got a little story, and you remember this quite well. Uh, I was a student at Hiles Anderson College. We lived in uh, in a uh, kind of a duplex in Hammond, Indiana. Oh, yeah. 
I I was working uh, in the church bus at First Baptist Church in the bus ministry, and I had a job to to go calling throughout the week and invite people. And then on Sunday morning, we drove the bus and picked up the people and brought them in. They heard a message. They heard they were in Sunday school, and there were some that got saved and some that uh, were were rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ uh, as a result of it. Uh, so I had a Sunday morning uh, responsibilities. Amen. Well, yeah. on Saturday. Of this of that week, uh, our pastor, our home uh, pastor at Averyville Baptist Church, named Bobby Lounsbury, and how I love him. <laughs> me too. Called me on Saturday and said, uh, "Brother, you need to get back here for uh, for Sunday service because Dr. Lehman Strauss is going to be preaching." Wow. Well, I knew who Lehman Strauss was. Oh yeah. Almost every fundamental Baptist did know. And I thought, my goodness, how are we going to do this? And uh, he said he'll be preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night. And I said, we'll try to be there for Sunday night. So we got everything done on Sunday morning. We went back to our duplex, had a lunch, jumped in the car as a family, and we headed for East Peoria, Illinois, uh, and uh, on Spring Bay Road, the Averyville Baptist Church. And we were regaled with one of the finest messages I've ever heard in my life. Lehman Strauss preached uh, on the walk of the believer. Wow, yeah. And, and as he was preaching, I took down his outline, and it's in my wide margin Bible, and I'm going to be referring to that outline, and I want to give all the credit for this outline to Dr. Lehman Strauss. I'm not, I don't want to be accused of plagiarism or, <laughs> uh, or anything like that or copyright infringement. I'm telling you, this is an uh, outline directly from Lehman Strauss. Now, a lot of the commentary will be mine, but the outline will be his. And so um, let's, let's hitch it up and, and uh, take a walk through Ephesians, okay? Giddy up. All right. Now, the first, and again, we go to Ephesians chapter 2. And uh, we read the first several verses of, of that chapter, and we see the past walk of the believer. Mm. Yeah. And he said, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past mm -hmm. ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom uh, also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And that's what our walk was like before we got saved. Now, there's three things about that walk that I want to point out to you that we find in these verses. First of all, it was a dead walk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were dead mm -hmm. in trespasses and sins. Yep. We were dead. I mean, uh, the wages of sin is death. We're, we're, if you're not saved, you're a walking dead person. Yeah. I hate to put it that way. That's but right. It's true. That's right. And so we as believers must understand that before we got saved, we our walk was a dead walk. Mm -hmm. When did we die? Well, in the garden. That's right. When 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 Eve ate of it, you know, she told she told the serpent, "Well, we don't uh, we don't want to eat of this lest we die." And and Satan said, uh, uh, 
and I'm going to par- not paraphrase, but he ended up with saying, Thou shalt not surely die, and so she believed Satan. And bingo! Yeah. Adam then ate of the tree, and bingo! Yep. They died. Spiritually. Spiritually, yes. And that happened in Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. And we fast forward to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22. It says, For as in Adam all die. Yeah. And we are all the progeny of the first man, Adam. And so, before we get saved, we, our walk was a dead walk. Verse 2 says, in Ephesians 2, it was a disobedient Mm. walk. Yep, it says, uh, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. It was a dead walk. It was a disobedient walk. And then we see in verse 3, it was a desirous walk, a lustful walk. Mm-hmm. In times past, we walked in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. That, folks, is our past walk if we're saved. By the way, if you're not born again, it's your present walk. Please make it your past walk. Amen. Receive Jesus Christ today, if you would, please. And uh, and then we'll go on with how you're supposed to walk the rest of your life. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, we see number 2, the prepared walk. Yeah. Yep. It says here in in Ephesians 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith. Mm-hmm. And that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, mm-hmm. not of works, lest any man should boast. And then here, we, here it is. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in, in them. God has prepared a particular walk for believers, and so, and so, uh, our prayer, our, our prepared walk is: we were created in Christ Jesus. We were commissioned to do good works. By the way, no one can do good works unless he first believes. That's right. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Mm-hmm. Before that, everything that he did was not a good work. Right. And our calling, we see we were created in Christ Jesus. We were commissioned to do good works. And our calling to do good works was preordained. So you understand that. This is our prepared walk. God has prepared the kind of walk that we should walk. Amen. So let's move on. Um, uh, Number three, if you go to Ephesians chapter 4, Verses 1 and 2, we see the practical walk. It says this, Therefore, uh, uh, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you, that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Isn't that something? This is our practical walk. This is the kind of walk we should practice. <coughs> the, first of all, in lowliness and meekness. Mm-hmm. Curtis, I think we've said on this 
podcast before that we, you and I, are not better than those who are listening. No, that's that's true. No, no, we just aren't. We, we need to be careful of our position because uh, what we're doing here is a, is a grave responsibility. It is. And we should do it with lowliness and meekness and not to get all puffed up about things. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was lost once, mm-hmm. and now I'm saved. Amen. The Apostle Paul says, uh, 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 without Jesus Christ, he says, I'm nothing. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we are. So our practical walk should be in the world as saved people with lowliness and meekness. Mm-hmm. Don't get all puffed up. And then and then it, uh, it says it's with long-suffering. That means have patience. <laughs> if I have one big fault, it's lack of patience. And it's a, and, yeah. and, and it's genetic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Both of us, all right. I'm reminded of, 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 of an illustration once. Uh, Dr. John R. Rice, the great Dr. John R. Rice, the evangelist, was uh, preaching at First Baptist Church. And uh, some young man came up to him afterwards and um, and he said uh, he said uh, um, I need to, I need to have I need to have patience well uh, how do I get patience and Dr. Uh, Rice told him that you got to go through temptations because he read that from Romans chapter 5 right. the guy said no 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 I uh, I need patience and I want it right now yes right <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait for it. So uh, so it's with long-suffering. Have patience. And then we're to walk in love. Curtis, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's for sure. That's the practical walk. Loneliness, long-suffering, and in love mm-hmm. isn't that amazing I, 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 it, it's such a wonderful it's such a wonderful thing by the way it says uh, walk worthy uh, it says walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called vocation is is what you do for a living that's right so so what are we doing for a living spiritually we're living for Jesus Christ that's our vocation and that's our calling and there's four things about the believer's calling that I want to call your attention to Uh, um, in Philippians chapter 3 verse 14 it says we have a high calling right in 2 Timothy verses uh, chapter 1 verse 9 says we have a holy calling yes and then in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 it says we have a heavenly calling Mm. these are the phrases that were used I'm not making this up and so we're to walk worthy of that calling number four about that um, uh, it's his calling that's right Ephesians 4 1 God is the one who has called us to a holy heavenly and high calling and that's how we're to walk Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, number, by the way, I, 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 I think I'm, let me stop for just a minute. The Greek word for walk is peripateo. Mm-hmm. 
beautiful. And it means to tread all around. It means to comport oneself. So when we say that you're to walk, it's, it's how you're to be wherever you are. That's right. Okay, so uh, that, that's what the word walk means. Number four in our outline, uh, and we're moving through this rather rapidly, and, and I might get done a little bit more quickly than I thought, and then we'll go to the booklet that I, I wrote and give you another uh, outline. Uh, but number four is the peculiar walk. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be strange or weird. That's not what that means. <laughs> The Greek word for peculiar means one's own. In other words, it's the walk that you take ownership of right. as a believer. <coughs> and we see that in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 19. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind having understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, mm. who, being past feeling, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness and greediness. In verse 20 of that chapter says, but ye have not so learned Christ. Mm -hmm. So here's our peculiar walk. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm, um, let me take you to Titus chapter uh, 2, uh, verse 14. Uh, I love, I love that, that passage uh, in Titus chapter 2, because uh, verse 11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. So are you listening, all men? Uh, you don't have any excuse. There's some way in which you know about the, God, the grace of God. And we're just emphasizing it here. Mm -hmm. But the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us, that's believers, that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And here's the important verse here. All of them are important. But here's the one I'm getting to that is important for our, uh, for our topic. It says, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. In other words, a people that are owned by Jesus Christ because of, their, because of his grace and their faith. Amen. A peculiar people, zealous of good works. And then Paul tells Titus, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Mm -hmm. But let's look at this walk in Ephesians uh, chapter 4. And it's, and you're not to walk in the vanity of your mind. In other words, we're not to be conceited. Right. That's right. And you know what? I, I've been in the ministry. I've been a pastor. I've, I've, I've preached to pretty good crowds from time to time. Uh, I've built, and when I say I, under God, mm -hmm. have built Sunday school bus routes from, from nothing to 75 or 76 people at a time that we brought into Sunday school. Uh, and and uh, I've had people 
pound me on the back and say, man, I will, man, that's good preaching. That's, thank you, brother. That's, you know, and, and if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, I'm liable to be conceited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're not supposed to walk in the vanity of our mind. Don't get puffed up. James chapter 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. So your peculiar walk, number one, should be not conceited. Mm-hmm. And then, in Ephesians 4.18, it's to be not confused. Did you know in 1 Corinthians 14, I believe it's verse 33, it states this, that God is not the author of confusion. That's right. And so when we see this, uh, this peculiar walk, and we have, a, we should, we, we shouldn't have our understanding darkened. We should lean on the Holy Spirit as we walk, who will lead us and guide us into all truth. We should study the Word of God uh, so that we, we can learn how to rightly divide the Word of truth. Um, we don't need to have our understanding darkened. Our peculiar walk is not in the vanity of mind, not, con- not underst- having our understanding darkened, not confused. And then the third thing under that peculiar walk is that we're not to be calloused. Mm-hmm. You know what we do sometimes, Kurt? <laughs> when I say we, I think you and me and most everybody else that's listening has done this our time. We, we, we are uh, act, act, get, get a little bit too judgmental. I hate that word because, uh, uh, but we do. Yeah. Sometimes we do. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get angry <clears throat> with someone over something that they said mm-hmm. or, 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 or what, you know, what they did. Uh, you know, or they were abusive or something like that. But we're not to be calloused about that. Uh, I'm going to tell you something uh, that a preacher told me a long time. I uh, said, before you open your mouth, walk in the other guy's shoes for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We don't know what people are going through. Yeah, we many, don't always many, know. Many times we don't. That's right. We don't. You know, uh, you remember your grandfather Chamberlain. I do. My dad, and I never had better. Nobody ever had better parents than 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 my mom and dad. And when I told my dad that I was call, that I felt that I was called to preach, mm-hmm. he never tried to talk me out of it. <laughs> but he said something that Curtis I will never forget, and I think I've told you this very same thing. He said, "Young man." Before you go pointing your index finger at your congregation, you put it on your own chest first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that'll keep us from being calloused, mm-hmm. for being past feeling. Mm-hmm. And as we, we walk the peculiar walk, um, let's, let's first walk a while in, in the other guy's shoes, or at least remember what our shoes were like when we were lost. Right. That's right. That's the peculiar walk. Number five is the pattern walk. Um, let me let me read uh, Ephesians chapter five verses one through two. It says this: Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling. Savior. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Here's something else. In 1 John 4.11 says, uh, Brethren, if, if, if Christ so loved us, so ought we to love one another. Right. Our, the, the, our, the pattern of our lives, of our walk, ought to be that, that we should do it in love. That's right. Yeah. I, Curtis, um, I'm, I have a wonderful wife. Yes, you do. She is, is great. She supports me in what I do uh, in the ministry. I mean, it, it's really, she, she's really something else. Um, and, and I have an admonition uh, that I find in Ephesians chapter 5, oh, yeah. verses 25 through 29. I think you're familiar with this. He says this, husbands, now, I'm stepping on some toes here, but I think maybe we ought to hurt some toes. Husbands, love your wives. But that's not the end of it, folks. No. Even as Christ also loved the church. And gave himself for it. And that's right, Curtis. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. My wife is the type of the church. Mm -hmm. And I need to love her that way. And then he goes on to say that he might present it, that's the church, to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Mm -hmm. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth, even as the Lord did for the church. Yes, sir. We are to walk in love as a pattern of our life. By the way, before I read you that passage, there's a passage that's right before that. It says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. And, and husbands, if you want submission from your wife, who's part of your one flesh uh, um, relationship, you got to love her like Jesus Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. When I, when I um, proposed to Sharon, my lovely wife, I said, I, I, I want to be your lover, but I also want to be your provider and your protector. Because mm -hmm. that's what the Bible says I'm supposed to do. You mess with Sharon, you mess with Dick. That's right. And, but, but that's what love is like. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Okay, let's see. Also in the pattern work, back to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Uh, um, he said that he gave us himself an offering. You see, <laughs> I, I, I don't think we understand so much the gift of God as eternal life through Jesus Christ. You see, God gave us his son, 
but then his son gave himself for us. That's right. Do you see how that works? Mm-hmm. That's how we ought to walk in love. Give ourselves to others like Jesus gave himself for us, an offering. And by the way, it was more than an offering in this passage of Scripture. It was a sacrifice. Yes, it was. If it doesn't cost you anything, it's probably worth that much. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, it's sacrifice. we got to invest ourselves in the lives of others. we got to invest ourselves in trying to win others to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. we got to invest ourselves in the education and the edifying and the encouragement of other believers. we got to invest ourselves in evangelizing the lost. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we're doing so with this podcast, and we're going to continue to do it this way, are we not? We definitely are. And by the way, he gave himself for us as an offering, as a sacrifice, and then this, a sweet-smelling savor. Mm -hmm. There's nothing so offensive as something that smells bad. I used to not eat sauerkraut because it stunk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh, I it was, do. <laughs> it was distasteful to me, and I never even had to taste it. <laughs> There's nothing so offensive as when I take off my shoes. <laughs> and you get a whiff of my, you get a whiff of my socks. You understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. And you and I, Curtis, have been in a lot of locker rooms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we have. The best thing about a locker room is when you get out of it. That's when you get to leave it, yeah. It's... Because there is more <laughs> body odor for square inch in a locker room than just about any place else uh, but in an outdoor toilet. Okay? Uh, yeah, <laughs> true. Now, I'm saying all that, and, and, and we're snickering about it, but what Jesus gave himself for us as a sweet-smelling savor. Mm-hmm. Faith in Jesus Christ should be appetizing. Yes. You know what I mean? I do. And that's what our walk should be to a lost and dying world, and even to a saved world. There are a lot of saved people that are ticked off at us because we walk like we know the everything and they don't. Mm-hmm. And by the way, conceit is an awfully, awfully, awfully dangerous thing. There are many preachers that have fallen from the ministry because mm-hmm. uh, they they were not humble and they didn't love properly. They love themselves too much. Start believing their own press. That's right. And they didn't love others mm-hmm. like Jesus loved them. Mm-hmm. So we ought to love ourselves just like Jesus gave himself for us an offering as a sacrifice and a sweet-smelling Savior. How does your walk smell? Number six we see the public 
the public walk of the believers, and, we're, and we'll be in Ephesians chapter 5 still, and we'll go to verse 8. And he says this, for you, believers, were sometimes darkness, mm -hmm. but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that? Now, Curtis, I wanted you to be a lot like me. Not that I was anything special, but I was your dad. Right. I was your father, and I still am. And I tried to raise you in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Uh, when you and Kelly began to understand things uh, a lot better, like a, 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 like a child is supposed to do, uh, I started to get right with the Lord, and I said, oh, no. I remember sitting in a parking lot outside of a church one time where you and Kelly were going to Sunday school, and I was out in the parking lot waiting for Sunday school to be over, and I should have been in Sunday school. And as I was sitting in that car, uh, uh, I was had my left hand out the driver's side window and was flicking the ashes off my cigarette, and out comes this man with two children in his hands, one on his right hand, one in his left hand, and they were my children. And Curtis... From that day on, I decided to be a godly man. Because mm -hmm. I was walking in darkness. Right. Our public walk, walk before we were saved is we were ignorant of the light. And sometimes after we get saved, we, uh, we turn up our nose to the light instead of walking in it. We were ignorant of the light. Now, now, you know, Jesus said, I am the light. As long as I'm in the world, he said, I am the light of the world. Right. And so we're supposed to walk in the Lord. Um, and, and the reason we do that, because, uh, first of all, we were ignorant of the light. Now, we're, now uh, secondly, we, we are in the light. Yes. We have no excuse for our walk if it's not in the light. That's right. And by the way, not only uh, are, are we, are we in the light, and now are we in the light, we are to imitate the light. I'm going to turn to Matthew uh, chapter 5 as I'm continuing to talk. Um, I tell you what, um, I, I love the Word of God so much, I'm in it every day, and sometimes my... I have to use a different Bible every once in a while because the pages were dog-eared in the, in the other one. So, but Matthew chapter 5, um, and, and uh, it, it, it talks about us imitating the light. Matthew chapter 5, let's go to verse 14. It says, ye are, in the, uh, ye are the light of the world. He's talking to believers. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Put mm -hmm. on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Jesus is the light of the world, and we're to imitate that light. And, and uh, I wonder if we're doing that. Um, uh, um, there are 
people that refuse to receive Jesus Christ as Savior because they know a Christian that's a real piece of cheese, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, you know that, takes up the joint. That, uh, that reminds me of something that uh, is on our church marquee even right now as we speak, Dad. Uh, on yeah. West Sherman Baptist's marquee, it says, People who meet you should be meeting Jesus. Wow. Wow. And so sure you, that's so sure you'll walk me. Uh, I got in Second Corinthians chapter 2, by, and by the way, I'd like to come to your church. Love to have, we, we'd love to have you. Okay. Uh, but I, we can't make the trip. Until Sharon gets better. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 says, You, ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Mm-hmm. Once you proclaim faith in Jesus Christ, now you got to be like him. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the verse goes on to say, For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, mm-hmm. but with the Spirit of living God, mm-hmm. not in tables of stone, but in the fleshly tables of the heart. You see, men must see the Lord Jesus Christ as we imitate his kind of love, his kind of walk. The public walk. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to close this with um, number seven. And again, we're still in Ephesians chapter five, and uh, we'll be going to verse 15. I get the dog eared Bible pages turned correctly here. <laughs> All right, Ephesians 5. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Mm-hmm. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And I think that's going to be a topic for one of our future references. How can we know what the will of the Lord is? Yes, yes. For our lives. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. That's our particular walk. And here's what here's what God is telling us in this in this passage. First of all, wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sleepwalking is not an option in, in the Christian life. It just isn't. No, it's not. We're supposed to we're supposed to wake up. Secondly, we're supposed to walk straight. We walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. You got to walk the straight line. Let me let me tell you, uh, the, the straight is the way, and narrow is the path that leadeth unto salvation. We need uh, the, our walk ought to be a very straight and narrow one. You ever heard? Uh, maybe I even said it to you years ago. Uh, you need to walk the straight and narrow, mm. uh, young man. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 that, and that's absolutely <clears throat> biblical. Wake up, walk straight. Mm-hmm. 
Stevis says redeem the time. Now, what does that mean? Redeem means to buy back or to buy up. Mm-hmm. Redeem the time, verse 16. In John chapter 9, Jesus said this. He says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For night cometh when no man can work. That's right. And folks, night is coming. It and is. It's, it's pretty much here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't be long when some of the things we're saying will be censored. We'll be taken down off the Internet. All right. Wake up, walk straight, redeem the time, and then know God's will. Verse 17, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Do you know what the will of God is for your life? Curtis, one of the most often asked questions that I got as a teacher in Sunday school, as a Christian school, high school teacher, as as an associate pastor, and as a pastor of churches for 17 years, and having young people uh, ask me, Time and time and time again, Brother Chamberlain, how can I know the will of God for my life? Mm-hmm. Well, our time is just about up for this segment, but I think we ought to do a segment on how to know the will of God. Agreed. Do I, do I hear an amen? You hear a loud amen. How about next Tuesday? Um, I, I think we can probably do it next Tuesday. Uh, we, we might even be able to do it. Uh, well, I think we can do it next Tuesday. Sure. Okay. Cause, cause we're do, dealing with questions that people ask. Yeah, absolutely. On Tuesday, on Tuesday. Okay. All right. So wake up, walk straight, redeem the time, know God's will. John seven seventeen. If you will do His will, then you'll know the doctrine uh, that I speak. You'll, you can know God's will by doing God's will. And then He says, "This be filled with the Spirit." Now, now, now that's one of the lousiest. Do- I mean, not lousiest. It's one of the most wonderful doctrine, but it's the one that's made the the, the the most confusing and ridiculous things to say about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit is so easy. And it's not that you uh, that you do uh, X number of works, you, re, you, you, you roll out the good works scroll and do every one of them, and then I'll be filled with the Spirit. Nope. Here's how to be filled with, be filled with the Spirit. You ready? Ready. Be filled with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. 2 Peter 1.21, holy men of God spake as they were moved or driven along or directed by the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Spirit of God gave us the Word. The Spirit of God gave us the weapon. Ephesians 6.17 says, take on the, but then take up this, the sword of the, take on the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. And when you see all that uh, that whole armor of God, that's the only weapon we're given. That's the rest right. of it's protective armor. Yep. But the Holy Spirit gave us, gave us the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. So that's how to be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Word of God and take up the weapon of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy, huh? Yes. Now, in our particular walk, this is the end of it, what should we do with the Word? 
two things, and we've talked about this in a previous lesson, but just two things that I want to uh, I want to uh, propose at this time. First of all, we're to desire it. First Peter two two says, and as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Your mother and I always knew when you were hungry, because you loudly and clearly <laughs> declared it. You were the loudest crier uh, on Wisconsin Avenue in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois. No... Well, thank you for that little bit of notoriety, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I cry loud, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, by the way, in the book of Isaiah, says you're supposed to cry well, loud. That's right. Or not lift up your voice <laughs> like a trumpet. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, here's, here's what we should do with the word. First of all, desire it. Love it. Get your nose and your eyes and your mind and your heart in it every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't have to read through the Bible uh, all at once. Read a chapter a day. Uh, but read something from the Word of God every day. I used to read a, 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 a chapter of the Proverbs every day of the month. Uh, now, there are 31 Proverbs, so uh, I had to read two chapters on the 30th day, but you know how it goes, <laughs> and you know what I mean. So, they d- d- desire this sincere milk, love it, and the more I study it, the more I love it, Curtis. Me too. Me too. So, we're, we're, so, uh, we're, we're, we're to desire uh, the sincere milk of the word like a newborn babe. Um, and then in Psalm chapter 1, and this is one of my favorite psalms because it deals with what we're talking about, that us in this particular walk of the believer. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. We need to delight in the word God. We know to be happy for what it says. Uh, we come under conviction? Yes. But delight in that. Mm-hmm. And it says, and in his law doth he, the blessed man, meditate day and night. And then what? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also sh- shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Mm-hmm. And that should be a big part of our particular walk. And so there's our walk through Ephesians, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're not, if you're a born again believer, take this to heart, please, and uh, and do and and do these these seven things, the six things. And remember, the other one was your past walk. Remember where you were, and now who you are. Amen. Okay. Here's how to be saved. Here's how to start that walk in the in the light. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Yes. You can do that today. You do not have to fall down prostrate prostrate before him. You do not have to weep and wail and gnash your teeth. You have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died, that he was buried, and that he rose again to take away your sins and mine. Why don't you do it today? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. We pray that that, uh, you you will work through this message today to help believers to be strong in the Lord and to walk 
in the Lord. As we have therefore received Christ, we should walk in him. And we thank you for that verse and all of these other verses. Help us now to do the things that we know that we ought to wake up and to walk straight. And we'll be careful to give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Did we get did we get this in under the wire? We we did we did sir and and uh, um, let me thank you again, Pastor, for for the reminder that uh, uh, we need to be paying attention to our walk and uh, that we don't always do it and we don't always we don't always do it perfectly, uh, but we need to start paying attention, don't we? We yep. need we need to start paying attention to how we walk. pretty much but do I have a couple of minutes left absolutely you got about uh, eight minutes left okay in my booklet and I'm not trying to sell this booklet I don't do things for fame or fortune I'm too old to get either one of them uh, even if I wanted them but I give you in this book entitled so walk I give you several uh, things about how our walk should be mm-hmm. and and there, there are there are four things uh, first of all we should have the right direction mm-hmm. keep your eyes keep our eyes on the cross right. uh, we should have the right discipline mm-hmm. seek those things which are above we should have the right desire uh, we ought to walk to please God first Thessalonians 4 verse 1 and then we need to have the right diagram you know if you build a house without a blueprint <laughs> Well, you might as not, as well not, not build it. And there is a blueprint: walk in the spirit, walk in love, walk in wisdom, walk in the light, walk worthy, uh, walk honestly, walk circumspectly, walk in the truth. All of those things. That's how we should walk. And those things you'll find in my booklet. So walk, and we'll see if maybe we can find a way to get them to you, um, uh, maybe free or inexpensively, um, because. Uh, uh, We'd like for you to have them. Absolutely, absolutely. They're they're good information to have uh, for uh, if you, if you're a layman, uh, if you if you teach Bible studies, if you're a Sunday school teacher, the, these are great tools uh, that you put yeah. together, Pastor. And and uh, yes, we we are going to do our best to uh, make those available to whoever would like to have them, and uh, we we'd like to be able to do that in, in pretty short order here if we can. So. Uh, yep. Pray for us as we as we look for ways to do that, and uh, we know that the that the Lord will make uh, a way available. And uh, again, thank you again today, Pastor, for for the uh, the important reminder uh, that we have a certain walk, Christians, and and we need to be we need to be walking that walk, not just talking talk, but we need to be walking the walk also. Um, Very good. We, we, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that today's broadcast was a blessing to you. And uh, we pray that you'll also join us this coming Tuesday. Um, we have not yet decided on subject matter for this coming Tuesday. Uh, that's something you and I can talk about, Pastor. Um, and I'm sure we will. Um, but we pray that you'll join us this Tuesday also. And then again uh, for another segment uh, the, uh, next week on Saturday. 
We, we promise to be faithful uh, to do this, uh, and uh, we hope that, that you'll be faithful uh, in listening and, uh, and receiving uh, the information that, that uh, the Word of God has put forth for everybody. Um, so with that being said, we thank you for joining us again today, and be sure to tune in Tuesday. And I think what we'll do for now is sign off, Pastor. Okay, so long for now. Thank you for being with us today. Okay, bye-bye. God bless you, everybody.